Welcome to Jobs in Tech. Welcome to the show today, Mr. Brad Anderson. What's going on in the world of tech? What's happening? What do we got going on today? Who are we talking to? Mr. Bobby, what's going on, buddy? It's been a while. How it's, you been? It seems like it's been a while since it has we've, been a while. we've been together. And, I know. Uh, technology's been good to us. Okay, maybe not so good. Well, but. yes or no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Depends on your, your interpretation yeah. of good. Uh, if you're a geek and right. love troubleshooting and all that fun stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been See, fun. Yes. I'm excited for today's show. So we have a guest. We have Joel on our on our show today. He's from Distributor Data Solutions, or DDS, better, better known as. DDS. Yeah. So, Joel, welcome to the show. What we'll do is we'll kind of ask you to give a little bit of a deep dive into you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you what you like, your dislikes, and then we can kind of go from there. All right. Sounds good. Happy to be on with you guys. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, myself, I'm Vice President of Operations at DDS, and uh, we're a tech company that works with manufacturers and distributors, and we help facilitate the product content between the two, right? So you've got a manufacturer that makes the products, you got distributors that sell the products, um, but how does the distributor get the data that they need on an e-commerce site? Well, that's how we, we work together between the manufacturer and distributor to facilitate that product content. And so what I do is I work with uh, all the different departments in our organization and just make sure things are running smoothly. Um, I'm also, <laughs> You know, part of the strategic decision making on kind of where we go as far as new products and uh, approaches to the industry. Awesome. So, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh, a couple questions on you and kind of put you on the on the hot seat right now. Tell us, uh, I mean, what got you into technology and, and what uh, what keeps you in technology? I, I kind of fell into it. Um, you know, my my collegiate background is uh, more in the finance and economics side. Double majored in finance and economics. Nice. But and then I kind of transitioned into sales, um, sports sales specifically. I worked for the Arizona Cardinals for a little bit. Nice. Uh, worked in the AFL uh, Arena Football League for a while, um, and then just uh, I moved to Utah, and Utah is the you know Silicon Slopes, and they've got a lot of tech environments there. So I kind of fell into it here, and been loving it ever since. That's awesome. So how long you how long have you been with DDS? It's been about nine years coming up in March. Whoa, wow. nine years. That's yeah. That's awesome. That's impressive in this world we oh, live in. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, you don't hear <laughs> about that anymore. One or two and done. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Well, cool. I, I always like to ask, or we like to kind of shoot off shoot off the show with uh, how do you, how are you using or, or the company is using your technology to kind of be a disruptor? How would you say that you guys are disrupting uh, the, the space that you're in? A couple things, um, you know, how we process the data, we allow our customers true customization uh, of the data. So remember we, we facilitate the data back and forth, right? But most of our um, competitors, they, kind of have this main template that they use, you know, to get the data back and forth. We allow for more customization of that data so that, you know, they don't have to prepare it in any crazy format um, for us to consume it. And so that really allows a lot of flexibility. And so that's a big disruptor as far as within the competitors we work with. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, we, we're, we're focusing on really easy to use tools um, that, that we offer our customers self-serve options um, to allow them to 
work with the data themselves. Um, and it's kind of interesting. So a, a quick story. So we had um, started to work with an API to to create an API for our distributors to access the data. And we, we were really happy about it and ready gung-ho about it. And then come to realize that the distributors weren't there technology-wise to be able to consume through an API. And so now we had to, you know, kind of backtrack <laughs> the technology to, you know, get it more in line with the industry and more Excel files. But it's just kind of funny how tech works like that. You can you can be ahead of the curve a little bit sometimes. So um, anyways, yeah. And so that's kind of how we're disrupting right now. Interesting. So how would you say the technology that you guys have is innovative? Is it is it just the, the, the fact that you guys are so customizable, like your your clients can get whatever they need at a moment's well yeah, just get whatever they need or, or help me understand that a little bit more. Yeah, so so we work um, we're easy to work with, right? We have to be. We're working right. in a manufacturer and distributor, so we try and make things as smooth as possible. Um, complexity is the enemy of execution, and we aim to make things as simple as possible. So we're working. We're working with large data sets, right? We're working with a large amount of data. Um, we need to make it very easy for both the manufacturer and distributor to understand and, and work with us. So we aim to keep it simple, I guess. It's how we fair enough. Yep. Well, and it sounds like you you have kind of the mix of both because you have to make sure that both parties are are getting what they need to be able to get the the, the things that you guys need. So I, you understand yeah. both pain points is what it kind of sounds like to me. Yep, definitely. Awesome. So let's let's dive in a little bit and let's let's talk about um, who takes care of the technology in terms of the team. Like how big is the team? What's the size like? Let, let's unpack that a little bit more. So we have a great development team that manages the whole, the, the tech stack. Uh, they're a team about 15 or so, and that, that's grown over the years. Um, and, you know, they, they cover a wide range of, of things, uh, front end and back end. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're in charge of the technology. Yep. Is it mostly remote in-house? How are you guys doing? Um, we always have yeah, to ask that question now, right? You have yeah, to. yeah. I'm sure you're getting a lot of different answers. Uh, these <laughs> days. Um, yeah, it, COVID obviously threw a wrench in everything, and we were we were all in house, um, and then we weren't to a work from anywhere policy from there. And so, you know, we've got we've got people all around the country, um, and you know, it's been it's been great. Um, you know, working from anywhere has been kind of an eye opener for a lot of companies, right? And so Absolutely. we're no different in that. Yeah, it's interesting how that's all uh, taken place. And we wouldn't have thought of that three years or four years ago oh. that, that everybody can be anywhere. I remember being in the IT field in the world and going, man, we can do all our stuff from home. Right. Why do we have to be here at the office? And, and everybody, blah, blah, blah. It, well, it's, there's, yeah, there's reasons why. Yeah, we need to see you. <laughs> you need to look over the shoulders. You never know what those guys are doing. Yeah, right. but, but it's it's a different world, and it's an interesting, interesting process. So what would you say the culture is? Uh, of your company connected to that like what what is the culture how do you feel that that the culture is what do you how do you guys set up the your your technology base and how how you kind of get them to be a part of the company and i'm going to piggyback on that too and say has it changed because you guys are now remote yeah oh, i like it yeah i i mean i think that 
as far as the technology goes, um, you know, our development team works very closely together, um, whether they're remote or, you know, in office, just there's so many tools out there to, to make it really easy for communication. Um, and, you know, I was working with someone today and, you know, we popped up a, a Figma board, which is, you know, one of the main ones where you show kind of UI, uh, how UI might look and, um, you know, it was remote, but it was like I was sitting there, you know, them presenting to me on a whiteboard. And so it's 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 very easy to to work uh, remote and it hasn't really changed much. Um, but just trying to trying to push people to communicate as far as culture wise. I mean, that can be difficult sometimes. And maybe you guys are aware kind of the development um, personality. Sometimes it's more, you know, introverted. So, yeah. So <laughs> pushing them to communicate more and um you know but it's been successful that's cool so let me ask you this then having tying into that that statement there do you think that remote has caused more introverted people to have to be more extroverted oh yeah oh yeah they're 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 having to be pushed out there a little bit more maybe you know rather than someone just kind of popping their head around they have to actually make a you know exerted effort to make a call and communicate which you know sometimes difficult for some people but right well especially those engineers we we know how they like to you know just stay stay to themselves so to speak so with all that said what what does it look like so how how do you guys hire what as far as tech goes what what do you look for what what is kind of the process there how does that how does that work how does that happen we're we're really soft skill focused and we've been this way since we first started so you know, uh, typically with a technology company, you know, you might have people say, well, we, you know, you got to have this this knowledge and, you know, this type of language and, you know, have this amount of career um, history. And, you know, that's hasn't been our approach. Um, we've mm-hmm. started with soft skills and we work from there. Um, you know, we we look for are they easy to talk to? Are they kind? Are they smart? Are they selfless team players? And then we believe we can teach people anything from there. And then, um, you know, we just want good people. And then we build from there really is how we approach it. It, it feels like that's that's kind of a theme. Every Everybody we talk to now, really? soft yeah. skills is, is, a, is a big deal. And, and connecting to culture and being a part of the culture of whatever the company is, it, it's, it's kind of a thing that I, it seems like it wasn't before. It, it didn't seem to be that important before. Like you said, the importance was, did you know how to code this? Could you sit down and rewrite mm-hmm. our code if you wanted to? We don't care if you can talk to a person right. or whatever. Why, I want to want to know from, from your aspect, why do you think that has changed? I mean, what, what, why, why is that so important now that they can communicate with people? Well, I think I think everyone has worked with someone that has been a little rough around the edges and, and hard to work with, right? Just a little bit. We don't we don't, we don't enjoy that, um, and and we're a small enough company where we get to pick who we work with, and so we, you know, we focus on those soft skills because we, we can't have you know an asshole in there making waves and causing issues because right. it. It just won't work, especially with a small company. So, and why uh, do you think we did in the in the past? Is it just because there was just not a big enough pool to choose from? I, 
because again, this is a theme. It is a theme that companies don't want to work with people that that don't have interpersonal skills. And it's just it's curious to me from from the the standpoint of a leader in the company. Uh, why do why do you think we used to put up with it, but now it's like no no you you've got to be able to communicate. I, I just I think it that fascinates me. Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting thing. I, I mean, as far as my career, I I typically haven't put up with it. You know, no matter what. So it's, <laughs> right. Um, you know, I don't know. You'd have to ask someone that was willing to put up with it back then. But I feel like you're right. I feel like people, you know, there there wasn't a big talent pool to choose from. And, you know, they really would just put up with whatever they got. Um, and, you know, I think there's a bigger talent pool. But also, you know, I think that there's a lot of resources out there to learn now and grow uh, more effectively than in the past. And so, you know, if someone doesn't have a, a knowledge on a specific, you know, code base, they can learn it pretty quickly. And there's, there's, you know, YouTube and courses exactly. and different, you know, things that they have mm-hmm. access to that maybe they didn't have access to in the past. So they were willing to overlook some of the technical, um, uh, lacking of technical abilities because of the ability to learn um, quickly. Well, and and to to kind of piggyback on that, I kind of think that more people have gotten more tech savvy and understanding what it is that they're supposed to do. So I think there has to be this this common ground of of communication that needs to flow. So soft skills are are more invaluable now than they ever were because of that as well. Mm -hmm. So really quickly, if uh, if I was a candidate or somebody looking for for a job and uh, your company came up, what, what do you think would be some of the highlights to, to entice me to come work for, for DDS? I mean, I think this, the two main things are, are probably culture. Um, as, an, an or, as an organization, you have one thing that can be uniquely yours, and that's culture, right? You set Absolutely. that, you determine yeah. that, you can't, you can't control a lot of other aspects within your business and, and it can be, you know, very unique. Um, and, but that's one thing you can. And so we've really focused on that within our company. Um, again, hiring good people, um, and empowering them to do their jobs at the highest level. And that's, that's really where we're focused on. Um, you know, we, we take pride in that. Um, you know, other th- other thing is we're we're trying to solve big problems, right? These are these are problems that have been around for a long time, and no one's really solved them to a large degree, the way that we're pushing to. And so now that sounds th- exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, that that's, sounds exciting. Yeah. We've got big problems that we're we're tackling now. That as a developer, that's something that we go, yeah, I want to be a part of somebody exactly. that's got a challenge going on because it just doesn't feel like there's that much challenge in the world anymore. We're all kind of sitting and doing our thing. We love innovative companies. Everybody wants to be a part of that. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. Absolutely. So staying on that same thing, what uh, what does the interview process look like? How many interviews do you guys have to go through to to make a decision to say, okay, yes, this is the person that, that fits our culture. They're a good fit for us. Let's, let's move forward. Yeah, we do a two-part interview process. Um, and so the first part is more focused around the soft skills and you're meeting with your direct manager and then um, 
either me or our, vi or our, our president. And, and from there, we kind of determine if a second interview is warranted. And then if you go to the second interview, you're meeting with the whole team. Okay. And you, you know, you're going through more of a technical interview from there with the whole team involved and and they get to get a feel as well right like i said we, we choose who we work with at dds and so we want to let our employees have a vote in who they get to work with um so they're they're all uh, a part of the process at some point and um but yeah the technical um you know we work with work through technical questions on a whiteboard um we don't send them home with any you know crazy homework right um, you don't have 14 different interviews with different people yes yeah it's <laughs> so weird like pretty overkill um yeah. a lot of times and you know the interview process is 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 hard right right You're trying to make and it should be someone. yeah in in a couple hours with them but i'm not sure that adding you know 13 more hours to it will get you any more closer to that um Agreed. you know some people play up for interviews and um, some people, you know, play down to interviews and they're actually the better candidate. But I, I'm not sure that you can find that out, you know, adding more hours to the process. No, I agree. And you, and I think for the most part, I think you're going to know within a couple hours of whether or not this person fits your culture, fits right. with the team. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think you guys are, are spot on with that. And you'll really know after six months. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or nine or, or not even uh, 90 days, I guess. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's cool, cool, awesome. You got another question? Uh, well, do you want this one or do you want the the last one? Oh, oh, well, <laughs> I like them both actually. But uh, so we, we always like to ask the question: What? How do you feel uh, your technology is going to evolve in the future? Do, do you see what do you, what do you see in the future of DDS? as far as technology goes and maybe some excitement, you know, things that you can say. I know some of our companies right. are like, well, we got some really cool crap That's coming, but cost, we can't yeah. tell you about it. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure you guys are getting this answer a lot. I mean, I think a lot of it is going to be AI driven in the future. We are um, definitely getting that answer a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so especially with data, right? So totally. You know, yes. Obviously, the more data involved, the more we can make better decisions with AI. And so, um, you know, for us as a company, that's where a lot of focus and effort is going right now. I think that it, AI has been you know, kind of up and down over the last 10, 15, 20 years, you know, even back longer, longer than that. But it's really taken a big wave, you know, uh, right now. And it's on the precipice of being, in, you know, obviously important in everyone's lives. So um, we as DDS, we need to make sure we're positioning ourselves in, in a good way with that. Um, and, you know, just self-serve. Um, you know, we've started more as a service company and um, you know, kind of doing stuff in the in a black box for our customers, but we want to be more transparent and give our customers more of uh, control over the data. And so we're fo focusing more on a platform and self serve options um, as a company. You know um, that that that's reminds really cool. me. I got I got to ask, and this is going off of uh, you know what we normally. Will do, but but I'm I'm kind of curious because I think you probably have some some big insight with this. Customer service is you know everybody knows customer service is important, yet most companies don't really pay attention 
to cut. But yeah. but from talking to you and listening, it feels like you really are doing stuff to support the client. Is that is that a fair statement? And why why do you think that is so important to you guys? Because because everything you've said, it's about you know we can. You know, we can do things for the client that other other client other companies don't do because we're what? Where did that come from? I mean, I think first and foremost, we we try and listen. We try and listen to our customers. We listen but to why? Our why did yeah. you want to listen to your customer? Who who the hell cares about their customer? Well, I I think that a lot of times they got good ideas. Oh, I like know, that. I, I think that sometimes people throw them out, you know, thinking they don't really understand, but uh, you know, you got to be able to filter those. Um, and as a company, listen and, and take them in from there and make adjustments to your company. If you're not listening to your customers, you've got a really short, short li- uh, lifespan of a company, I feel so. <laughs> I think um, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's important to us. Um, you know, just listening and, you know, customer service wise, um, you know, that that's part of it too, right? Um, uh, not just listening to new products, but listening how we can improve our processes, how, what what adjustments we can make. Um, there, there's a lot and it's always evolving. So, um, well, and, yeah. and customers' needs always change. I mean, no, the, I'm a firm believer that, believer that there is no one size fits all. Every every customer has different needs at different points, and it's up to you to listen and understand those needs, and then make appropriate changes to whatever whatever it is they need. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, cool. So, oh, we yeah. we uh, we're here. Are you going to ask it or am I? Yeah, I'll ask it. Okay, yeah. Very. This uh, this is a little different, but yeah. So this is a personal question, but where do you think te- the, the future of technology is going from a personal perspective? Not related to the job, but what do you think is like on the next horizon, the next big thing besides maybe AI? Because <laughs> yeah. we have heard that a few times. Yeah, AI is you know definitely on the precipice. I don't know. That that's a tough question. Is there anything um, that jazzes you about the future? Is there anything this doesn't have to like again have anything to do with your company, but I correct. we just like to get some some insight uh uh that, that from maybe industry we leaders. Heard. Yeah, from industry leaders. So is there any just something that's standing out to you that you're like, Oh man, you know, a car that will go, you know, two thousand miles is cool. And I, I don't oh, know, really? I'm just saying the I'm possibilities are an endless. Yeah. yeah. Do you see something yeah. in the future that excites you? Well, me personally, I'm I'm a Tesla owner. Uh, I own a Tesla Model Y, and I've got the full service driving capabilities on, on my car. And so, you know that that technology of being able to, you know, hop in your car and and have just go, uh, you know, have it take you somewhere um, is is coming, and it's close. Um, you know, closer than I think a lot of people realize. I'm super um, excited. I'm totally very. stoked about that. Dude. I mean, I there's could a get so much crap done if I wasn't driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a long way to go, and you know, there's still a lot of adjustments to be made. But the technology, you know, around that is super, super exciting to me. Um, and then, you know, in line with that, some of the some of the robotic. Uh, side of things right like there's there's a lot of really really good development and we've we've heard about these things for a long time right but it's are they ready to really make an impact in people's lives and 
and you know push to that point where it's actually impactful. And so I think we're getting there with you know specifically those two things. Okay. Um, driving and then robotic help. Yeah. I got my sushi the other day from a robot. The Did robot you really? came and gave the sushi. I didn't table. know that. Yeah. Huh. I will take you to this place. It's a That's sushi cool. place. Yeah, yeah, the robot came. That was That's pretty awesome. weird. We're like, what the freak is going on? There's our <laughs> yeah. sushi and it's this robot. I've seen a couple of those. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I, you know, it's kind of cool. Absolutely. I, I definitely as long as they don't take over out. the world, I'm totally cool with it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all how we program yeah, them, right? There's some real concerns with that, for sure. <laughs> yeah, there are, but uh, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, if I was an all-powerful being and us stupid humans were here, I wouldn't kill us off just because I'm like, that's a waste of time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can be our servants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. exactly. Uh, well, Joel, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. We'd like to just get some quick insight. Do you have any, any last questions, Brad? Any, no, anything? I think we covered pretty much everything. Any, any last awesome. words from you, Joel, that you'd like to just uh, give your two cents about? We, we love to give the last word to the guest. No, I, I think th- this is awesome, and I appreciate the opportunity to hop on with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. It's our Thank pleasure. you for being open to it and, and connecting with us. We love uh, finding out what's going on in the job market out there in, in the tech world and, and just seeing all the cool innovation that, that everybody's doing. We love it that you're at the forefront and, and, and caring and, and, and being Leading really, the way. Yeah, leading that. There you go. That's, that's the word. So thank you so much for being on the show, Brad. Thank you. And we will thank you for listening to Jobs in Tech. We will see you next time. Or at the truck rally. (laughs) Or at the truck rally. (laughs) Awesome.